All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Cody. I'm Kathy. And we're into episode number 56 of the Weight Endurance Podcast. It's been a while. It has been a while. Happy New Year's to, to all our listeners. Happy yeah. holidays and then Happy New Year's. Yeah, it, it, the holidays are always a blur to me. The last podcast we recorded was with our good friend Christine Zimmerman. We talked about nutrition and intuitive eating. It was wonderful, and I... I think we had every intention of recording something the next week, but then it was like the week before Christmas, and yeah. then we traveled, and just been a little bit crazy. It has been crazy, but I think we're all, I'm going to speak for everyone out there, welcoming oh, 2021 oh, with yeah. open arms, and good to have 2020 behind us. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was a rough year with the COVID stuff, but we, as we were kind of prepping for the show, we actually both kind of concluded that it wasn't like a total loss. From mm-hmm. It was disappointing not to have races, but... We both of us kind of made some nice fitness gains and just learned a lot about ourselves. I just listened to a really good NPR podcast yesterday, and all it was was this compilation of people's recordings. They called into an NPR hotline Mm -hmm. and left a a message about something positive that happened in 2020, Mm -hmm. and it was really beautiful. I mean, it was anything from getting a new pet to finding the love of their lives, to having babies, to wow. enjoying new jobs. or That supersedes or just, my my high level of fitness I attained. It, sure. it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast was really positive and after all the kind of negative news that, that we just absorb around us, it was just nice. It was nice to hear 30 minutes of positive clips because I, I have heard that in other, you know, podcast form, um, forums that, you know, 2020, although was really hard. Um, hopefully people use it as an opportunity to grow as people. I mean, maybe it was just that you tried making sourdough bread. Well, right. you know what? That's something. Yeah. Maybe you didn't have time before you were intimidated. Right. I or, love sourdough bread. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I thought we thought we would touch base on some, some positive things today as well. Yeah, so episode 56, um, the main topic, we've got a lot to talk about I suppose but um, the main topic is being the new year Mm -hmm. it's actually the middle of January now as we record this but still the new year nonetheless it's the time to think about the year ahead and with that comes goal setting if if you've listened to the show before or worked with me on any level in terms of coaching you know I'm a big fan of goal setting kind of had to pull some teeth with you over the years to get you to <laughs> accept and acknowledge goal setting. I don't know if you're fully, fully on board still. No, but. okay. I was thinking about this on my bike ride today because you and I split apart and did our interval workout separately because I was on my mountain bike and you were on your road bike. So I had plenty of time to think. And I knew you were going to make a comment like this. Like, what is your deal, <laughs> Kathy, about many, making goals? You're so and, resistant to it. I know. You've, although you've gotten much better. I have. But I... It has to be tied into my very strict religious upbringing where there were so many rules and regulations that it's like somehow tied into that. And I'm trying to shed that baggage and be open to goals and goal setting because they are wonderful. And this is one of the many reasons I love you and love having you in my life because I need the positivity around me. Um, but I know that's where it comes from. So it's like weird stuff from before. Yeah, yeah. Although, what? can I tell you something funny? Oh, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking about... Uh, New Year's resolutions are a little bit different than goals. But um, I think I've shared this story before. But I kept a journal when I was in junior high. 
And I went back years later and read it. And one, <laughs> so funny, one of my New Year's resolution lists, I think I was like 13, said, gain 10 pounds. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were the scrawny kid? I was the scrawniest kid. Gain 10 pounds. And okay. I think the other two things on the list were get a boyfriend, <laughs> so, so junior high, and get one of my ears triple pierced. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you accomplished that? You've well, gained 10 pounds. You've got a boyfriend. <laughs> Hopefully it's me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but did you ever get three? Yeah, I did, I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. and then... Because you know, don't now. Outgrew that. No, well, they're actually still there. They never oh, really okay. close up. But okay. So funny to look back on childhood New Year's resolutions. Um, right. And yeah, just kind of laugh about them and move on. Yeah, absolutely. So... Not to confuse what we're going to talk about today as New Year's resolutions, um, because those can sometimes be a little, I don't know, cheesy or I don't know. Like goal setting is more intentional with um, creating a plan, thinking about your year ahead, even beyond that a little bit, but mostly the year kind of in front of you, especially if we're talking about like performance related fitness cycling Mm -hmm. goals. Um, And it gives you kind of a plan and hopefully some motivation and all of those sorts of things that are tied into setting these goals that will get you, you know, on your bike every day or in the gym when you're supposed to go in the gym and, and follow the plan. Well, it'd help um, you create the life you want to live. That too, yeah. And, and goal setting is certainly not limited to sports and training, but yeah, there's business goals and life goals and, I mean, it, kind of endless. I mean, we're going to talk... Ear-piercing goals. Ear-piercing goals, boyfriend girl goals, right? <laughs> So yeah, we're going to talk mostly about the sport, fitness, cycling side of things, but keeping in mind that you know what we will talk about can easily be applied to other areas of anybody's lives. So, um, but it's a good conversation, and uh, we'll we'll talk about sort of our process of how we kind of go about setting these goals, and then. Um, I think both of us will interview each other in a, in a way and talk about our own goals for those that are interested, right? Like we can process our own, use, use them as an example to hope, hopefully help listeners um, figure out how to do it themselves. And um, maybe our goals will be interesting to other people. I don't know. If not, we'll just ramble on. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> we talk about ourselves a lot. So. Um, <laughs> well, it is the weight endurance podcast. That's true. That so is very true. <laughs> we warned them by the right. title. Um, so what have we been up to in the three or so weeks that since we've last podcasted well we both hesitate to brag but we are down in arizona and the glorious saguaro climate yes we escaped the denver winter if not momentarily but for several weeks which we're excited about so so i have thoroughly enjoyed our time down here we did get to have our girls here um, for christmas spent christmas holiday with your dad um yeah, and then we sent two of them back home to, to do their lives back home and work. And, you, and school. And school. Sort well, of. Half and half. Right, right, right. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Um, and then you and I and, and Sophia, Sophia and you and I have stayed down here to train. Yeah. And then a bonus was that my baby sister Jackie flew to join us from Indiana uh, for a week. And I have not had quality time with her, I feel like, since we were kids. Like, just the two of us. Yeah. Um, it was a special treat. Yeah, that was really fun. That was yeah, definitely she's fun. awesome. And she stayed in our RV with us. So, yeah, to make these, like, longer trips doable as we, we last 
late spring when COVID hit, we actually decided to sell our um, camper van. You know, we, we had done, you know, hashtag van life for about three years, one year in like a modified do-it-yourself one, and then two years in a prepackaged, you know, Winnebago style um, camper van. And when COVID hit, we're like, well, we're getting forced to take our business online and everything's remote. So, you know, van life is cute and all, but we decided to upgrade to <laughs> RV life, get a little more space. I mean, we, the more you travel doing these things, you find the more crap you need to bring with you. Um, for us, it's like the more bikes we want to have with us, the more, the more bikes you have and the more bike tools and bike equipment you have to have and the bike shoes. And, um, so getting that larger RV has made a big difference. I mean, we had a heck of a summer, but then now it allows us to come down here and visit my dad and, but we don't have to be tied to a house or a hotel or a rental and we can just stay in the RV and get all our work done and, um, pretty fun. So it is really fun. Yeah. And we're probably looking at making it a more long-term stay or or residence here in Arizona at some point I think in our but life. just during the winter months for the winter months yeah, yeah to I be clear I refuse to be here in the summer yeah I, I mean I grew up here in the Phoenix area and you do get used to the heat he but keeps saying that people I don't want to have to be here in the summer either so <laughs> yeah <laughs> winters I, I'm thrilled to be here in the winter time but then I'm out and if we can get a little guest house you know wherever our house ends up being then because well I'm sure we'll have many people that would be willing to at least become our friends if they aren't our friends already just to come down and, and get some riding in in the yeah. winter. So, um, so yeah, lots of future goal setting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You love right to there. dream about our future. I do. I think about the future a lot. So, um, so yeah, we've been down here. Um, what about, let's see, holidays. Did you get everything on your wish list or? Oh yes. Um, as an old married couple, you and I just decided to buy each other gifts. Uh, right. Right. So Santa brought us um, whoop, whoop straps. Yeah. And this and is not, not sponsored. Yeah, we are not sponsored. But uh, we decided just to kind of splurge and go for it. They had a little enticing family deal. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since this last summer of like me being obsessed with learning more and more about how to increase your longevity in life and make the most of yourself as you get older and basically resist getting older. Um, hence all the discussions about sleeping and eating and all of that sorts of stuff. Um, I got interested in like all these metrics of, um, you know, these like wearable devices. And, um, I tried the, well, for, for my birthday, which is in September, I, my mom got me the aura ring um, which is similar to the Whoop, um, but in my opinion, not as geared towards athletes. Right. I don't think Aura knew what to do with you. Yeah, I was always way over the suggested like activity levels, and they thought I was just going to like blow Explode, up or something. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think it was a really cool device. I I really like the technology, like packaged in a in a very comfortable ring. And I'm not a jewelry wear. I don't wear rings or necklaces or bracelets or anything normally. Um, watches. I don't do any of that. So you're not going to have a New Year's resolution to get your ears double or no, triple pierced. Nothing in okay. my ears. Thanks. Um, but the ring was was cool. A cool piece of technology. The sleep tracking metrics and probably just the daily like movement, like counting mm -hmm. the steps. Oh, did it count your steps? Movement. Okay. Yeah. I think that was good. So I think it's geared towards the, for lack of a better word, like normal person or typical yeah. person. Um, the, the sleep data was really interesting, but the, the whoop seemed to 
be built more for a quote athlete yeah. and someone training because it takes into a, a much more of effect of like your training load or what they call strain and mm-hmm. um, and your recovery from that strain and everything. And I mean, we've only had a, oh, just about two weeks now since we've actually received them, but. Um, yeah, I think Whoop needs a full month to calibrate towards yeah. one's system. Yeah. So we're not quite there yet, but I've already really enjoyed it way more than I thought. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the the I think one of the biggest things is the sleep. Well, metrics. that's that's really the only thing I'm interested in. <laughs> I, I guess my fear before we got it was it was going to be like the Apple Watch, where um, which we had briefly, where I was obsessed with what they called closing your rings. For activity. For activity. I, I was so <laughs> weird. Remember that one night at 9 o'clock at night, I was running up and down the stairs? Right. Okay, I can't. Before bed. Before you bed. You had to close your rings. You were running up and down the stairs. It was a moment of insanity. <laughs> like, I, I definitely have an addictive personality, and like that did not work for me. So I was afraid <laughs> that if we got the whoop strap on my arm, that it would be like the same thing, and I would obsess, and I would... Ugh. Yeah. But I have... Okay, the first night I did... Remember? Oh, that's a funny story. Yeah, so like the first night I put the little bracelet thing on and went to bed, and I could not sleep like for the life of me. I think I was up until like 1 in the morning. I tossed and I turned all night long because I was so fretful <laughs> that I wouldn't get good data. That for, Whoop was judging you. Yeah, that Whoop was judging me um, and that I was going to get poor sleep data. I was so worried about it that then I manifested it, and I was so anxious I couldn't sleep. And <laughs> I came... Um, you lost it. I, I lost it. Whoop, and I, it was it was I, actually that, that first morning. It was January first. I woke up exhausted, and I was like, crying to you. I'm like, this is how I start my year, <laughs> tired and failing. Whoop, right? And you could not stop laughing at me, and I deserved it. <laughs> it was very funny, um, but yeah, I, I I think the sleep data is very interesting, and you know, have you know people have said this before that you know, things that get tracked or measured get, um, extra attention, Mm, you know, like, like if you want to clean up your diet, it's often recommended to get the app, my fitness pal and record the food that you're eating so you can see it and track it. And then you can make changes. Well, same thing for sleep, right? It's, you know, if, if you have a device that's giving you some data around your sleeping, when you go to sleep, how much you move during your sleep, you know, they're measuring your heart rate and your, HRV, heart rate var- variability, and, you know, all these things that can kind of give you some metrics of, like, the quality of the sleep you're getting, and they even have ways of figuring out, like, the REM and the um, deep sleep that you're getting, and, you know, things that get tracked get improved, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that totally right, but... But I know what you mean. Um, it's sort of like having training peaks to track our workouts is really helpful it's something to see yeah and you're more aware or visual like they want to see that they accomplish something they want to see what they have planned and what they have accomplished so now if you're recording and tracking your sleep you're much more likely to not have that second glass of wine or you know stay up an hour or two late right you might not stay up later reading or you'll make extra effort to wind down before bed and then your sleep improves and then your health improves and then your performance improves so it's all connected I think it's been great. Um, it's definitely motivated me to uh, go to bed a little earlier. And it, because of what it does, Whoop gives you a suggested amount of time in bed. Right. Like it knows that Kathy 
tosses and turns about an hour and 15 minutes every night. So if I am supposed to sleep for eight hours, it tells me you need to be in bed for nine hours and 25 minutes mm, to get your, so yeah. that you can actually get the full amount of sleep that your body requires. Right. And it's so helpful. Yeah. And then I get to wake up in the morning, I grab my reading glasses and I, my, <laughs> my phone so I can see what I did in the middle of the night. And if you achieved your goal while you slept. <laughs> and some days it's good, some days it's not as good, but it is really helpful. Yeah, yeah. So we'll keep wearing it. Maybe we'll talk about it again in a month or so once we have more experience with it. So any listeners out there considering it, because I have gotten many questions over the last couple of months as the popularity of Whoop and other fitness wearables have come up. Like, is this worth it? Should I do this? Yeah, um, and I think we were kind of like, eh, meh. Yeah. But, I mean, also, do you have $300 to spend? That right. kind of thing. Right. And with Christmas, we decided to splurge a little bit. Um, but I... I I have problems sleeping, so this, I think, is going to be very helpful for me. Yeah, I think it'll be really good for you. And then it just confirms how good of a sleeper I already am. Oh, my God. Which I love. Guys, send him a gold medal, please. (laughs) Um, Sleeping is key. I like being a sleep winner. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Again, talking about ourselves. on. So. So, yeah, what else? Um, I mean, we've been lucky to escape winter, briefly at least. Yes. and but that has prompted us to consider our dear friends back home in Denver. Right. And that we check and, and we check the weather frequently. Like, what's it like back home? And, right, ooh, right. Glad we're here. Yeah. Well, and I will be going home on Monday for a couple of weeks, so I will be um commiserating if the weather is poor. Yeah. But so it, this time of year, sorry to interrupt, oh, but go ahead. It, yeah, it's like Depending, I guess, where you live and what what your goals are, you know, motivation can be extremely high if Mm -hmm. events are on the horizon. And that's another big sort of wrench in the plan this year is like, are events going to happen? When are they going to happen in the spring? Is it not going to be till summer? Is it not going to be till fall? But so like the motivation levels of people, I think, are ebbing and flowing. And typically, if you're in a nice winter environment like Arizona or Southern California or uh Girona, Spain, or wherever, motivation will naturally be a little higher when it's sunny and warm outside versus when it's 30 degrees and cloudy or windy or whatever. Um, and like you said, you you had some friends and coaching clients that were lamenting the... Well, their... my dear friend Darren back home, I mean, he works a very stressful job as a teacher, um, and he's an awesome teacher, and he's very concerned about doing a good job, and during COVID, this is very stressful. And then he comes home and is going to have to get on his bike trainer at 6 o'clock at night. And sometimes he texts me and needs a little encouragement. And I'm happy to give it because I am impressed when someone like Darren will be, like, disciplined enough to give it a go. I mean, you've had, had a long day at work, maybe a stressful day at work, and you know you want to improve your cycling fitness and, and your health in general. So right. Yeah. And he's accustomed. He's been a longtime faithful uh, base builder participant when we had um, the gym, session six. He did it for three or four or five years, coming you know, to do the strength training and the, the 6.30 p.m. or 6.15 p.m. trainer workouts. And having that there, I think, is super valuable for people because mm-hmm. it gives you a, an appointment, a, a time you need to be somewhere to get your workout in. And now those things for most people are gone. Right. And it makes it like extra difficult now um it does and so in general i just want to say to all the people who have to juggle traditional jobs and possibly 
children and family responsibilities that I am so impressed when you wake up early and get on the trainer or you get home from work and do what you need to do with your family and still get on the trainer. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, we know we're super lucky that we get to get on our bike outdoors. And our kids are mostly grown. in Arizona. So kudos to everybody. Um, But it got us thinking about just tips we might be able to share to maintain consistent training. Because we have lived in winter climates and, you know, for our whole lives until this year. Well, I guess you grew up here, but then like until this year, we were mostly back in Denver. So we put together a little list and hopefully this will be helpful to people who are trying to stay consistent with their training. Yeah. Give me some motivation. Yeah. This is really not in any order. It was just um, kind of free flowing thoughts. Um, Number one, bribe yourself with favorite treats during the workout or after. Example, gummy worms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like everyone knows they shouldn't just like be eating gummy worms during the day, but why not just have them as a special treat that yeah. you have? While you're exercising. Yeah, yeah your, your blood sugar, insulin response is blunted. So that's the time to eat kind of the treats, like the sugary foods, gummy worms. Or for me, it's like a, on a ride, not necessarily like a trainer workout, but if I'm going to eat like a cookie or a croissant or something delicious like that, it's, I try anyway to make it only on bike rides or at the very end of a bike ride right. um, as a treat because you can, it bribes you to get the work done and then it also, you're limiting the negative effects of... Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with bribing yourself, right. especially if it means you got on the bike trainer. For sure. And something like gummy worms or gummy bears or any kind of like sugar snack like that would actually, you could argue, is going to improve your performance in the workout you're going to be doing um, as well. So well, I would agree with you. Yeah. So it is a win-win in my mind. Okay. Number two, save a favorite podcast or Netflix show for a mm. workout session. Okay. Now I'm not someone who puts headphones in and rides outdoors. Like that's, that's not my preference. Yeah. But if I'm going to, um, do an indoor cycling session, I'd probably prop my computer up next to me and watch like British baking show. Right. And then my, my normal routine is when I do my, um, work out my um, strength sessions on Mondays and Wednesdays, I listen to some of my favorite podcasts. So I yes, save them for those sessions. And I actually love doing strength workouts. So it's not that I necessarily need the motivation, but it is like a, a like a wonderful experience. Like I'm yeah. so excited I get to listen to Tig Notaro rambling on because I love her so much. Right. Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm, I'm a music person for tr- trainer workouts, like background music. I don't like headphones, but just background music. And then um, strength workouts, for sure. I like podcasts. And we do strength training in our gym when we're at home, in our garage gym. And so just having a speaker with a podcast mm-hmm. going, um, I, I thoroughly enjoy that, yeah. Yeah, it's like a treat, for right, sure. Right. A, different, a different kind of treat than gummy bears. But um, And along the same line, maybe you're more of a music person, so you might um, put together a new song playlist and save it for sure. a particularly difficult week's sessions. On the yeah, or matching the music to the workout, I think, Ooh. is key, too. Like, um, <clears throat> if, if it's going to be a high-intensity workout, you want some high-intensity music, right? If it's more of that moderate aerobic threshold, then maybe you just want something more, like, moderate. If it's just a recovery ride then you probably want something more mellow Um, yeah and like i'm not really good with music playlists but i know some people like that's their jam right right pun intended so like (laughs) go for it um get creative okay changing gears a little bit and these two are related um set your clothes and equipment out the night before Mm -hmm. 
so that you're ready the next day, so that you do not have roadblocks, you don't have delays to getting the workout going. Yeah, that's a great one. And on the, the second one that's related is put on your workout clothes. Like, I don't care if you don't feel like doing the workout. Most people rarely do. Just put on the workout clothes. You'll look down at yourself and see your chamois on and go, well, I guess I should go get on my bike. Right. I'm wearing my chamois. So like when you, if you're doing a morning workout, get up, get out of bed, just put your workout clothes on. Right. Then go have your coffee. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, you're standing in the kitchen. And then you're like, might as well do my workout. Or when you come, if you're a nighttime worker outer, um, have like your bike clothes laying on your bed and like you just walk into your bedroom, immediately get into your bike clothes. Is it better? Ooh, what is it? Put your bike clothes on before you leave work. Okay, that's weird. And you're driving home (laughs) and you're ready to go. Okay, then you'll look like Ruben in class last year where he would have his work, like his black work shoes Ruben on. Ruben knew. He knew how Ruben to do it. Ruben knew. He, he was ahead of he his had time. His, yeah, his work shirt, but his bike shorts, and then he had his cycling socks, but his work loafers. So. Yeah, he was really rocking yeah. it. And, and like, make sure like your bike trainer is already on the, or your bike is already on the trainer. And like, That's a huge one. Things are charged and ready to go. Like, just have everything set up. So all you literally have to do is, like, walk out to your bike. And get on it, yeah. Because setting up your bike and then you find out, like, something, you're missing something or something breaks and then you're, that screws your whole And then you start time. getting hungry. You're like, screw it, yeah. I'm just going to eat dinner. So yeah. just have it all set up. Right. Okay. And then, kind of random, but maybe treat yourself occasionally to a new piece of workout clothing or a piece of equipment. And it doesn't have to be something crazy like a new bike, although that is wonderful. But like, what if you just bought yourself like a new stash of fun cycling socks? Right. Or like a sweat headband or like just a new pair of gym shorts. Oh, yeah. Nothing stokes motivation like new equipment for yeah. cycling. Um, that's That's been something I've suggested to coaching clients over the years. Like if their motivation dips, whether it's off season or mid season or whatever, it's like, Hey, what do you need? Like, do you need a new helmet? Like, go get a new helmet, and you're gonna want to ride your bike because now like you have a new pair of sunglasses. Yeah, or new sunglasses. Yeah. Or, I mean, who doesn't when they first get their their new bike that they, you know, it, maybe it's been a few years since they've had a new bike, and you get a new bike, and all you want to do is ride your bike, and you know, be strategic maybe even about that. Like, if you know you struggle in February to get outside to ride, plan on like getting your new bike in January so you're like stoked to ride it in February is a good strategy yeah. to, to... And if you do don't that. have a, a budget for a new bike necessarily, then what is it that you could afford to get that would make you excited? Right. doesn't take much. I yeah. Mean, like I you mean, said, new, a new socks. A or... new chamois, um, something. And, I, you know, along those lines, I'm thinking of what Kia and Erica from our baseball thing would say it would be to go outside more often. Therefore, you need to have the right winter gear. We did a whole thing on that. But, like, if it's just as simple as, like, ordering a thirty pair, $30 pair of, like... What are those like bar, mitt, bar mitts? Glove things, yeah. yeah, just so you make yourself go outside. Like, oh my god, then do it. Yeah, and that way you can just get your butt outside. Right. Okay. Two more things. Number one is coordinate with a friend to either do a session in person if you could, if the weather's nice and you can like ride safely outside together, um, or do a session virtually. Mm. I did this about a month ago in town um, on a Saturday morning. You you left the house for that morning group ride that motivates you to get outside yeah. during the winter. 
But I wasn't going to do that. And so Darren, my buddy, and I made a plan the night before that at 10 o'clock or 10.30, we were going to start the, the trainer workout. Yeah. So we, I think we texted or called even that morning. And then we like sent each other photos of ourselves on our bikes. And nice, nice. while we weren't like doing a Zoom call necessarily, we were just like in it together. Right, right. Yeah, having a, like a time and knowing that there's other people, yeah. even if it's virtual, like you're saying, yeah, is key. We weren't like on Zwift together. It wasn't like that. It was just like, hey, let's do this. Right. But Zwift, if we, if you can organize that and you have friends. Um, <laughs> or if you don't have friends, you, you can find them on Zwift. Uh, yeah, I suppose you can. Um, but having like a set time, th- that's why I do the group ride at 730 in the morning in the winters. Not because I love freezing my buns off, but because it. I know I'm going to get myself in bed as early as possible Friday night. I'm going to have, like you said, all my gear set out the the night before. I just get up, eat mm-hmm. some food, put my clothes on. I know I got to leave the house at seven thir- before seven thirty two to get down there. Oh, you have it to the minutes. Yeah, to get down there by eight thirty, start, leave time to take a leak before I go, and um, and it works. Uh, if it was just sort of willy nilly, like get out the door Saturday morning, I would struggle big time. So. Have a, an yeah. appointment to Yeah, have an appointment. Well, and I guess I saved like the most obvious one for last, but it is that the number one tip to maintain consistent training during the winter months is to have a workout plan, to have a training yes, plan. for sure. I, I wrote this whole list with like the assumption that people were doing that, and then I got to like the bottom of the page, and I was like, wait a second, have a plan, because then you know that... On Tuesday night when you get home from work, you need to sit on the trainer for 75 minutes and do those three aerobic threshold blocks. Right, right. And it could be really motivating to, to check that off your list versus like, oh, maybe I should get on my trainer and sit here for a little bit. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it sounds a little sales pitchy, but it, hey, it is what it is. I mean, having a training plan, you know, similar to something like we create and sell is... Uh, is ultra key to getting in that consistency and keeping the motivation and knowing what you're going to do on that mm-hmm. day. Um, because no one wants to just sit on the trainer or even sometimes go outside when it's cold and just say like, I got to ride for two hours. Like that can be, it's kind of difficult, but if yeah. you know, like, okay, I got to get on the trainer or ride outside for, you know, hour and a half, two hours, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z intervals. And you know, the more structured it is, mm-hmm. The, not only is the time going to fly by faster, but you know, like, you've got a job to do and you're yeah, going to go you do you got it. a job to do. Yeah. And um, that's super key for sure. Yeah. So that's our little list. And maybe you have some other tips out there, listeners, and feel free to share them with us. Yeah. Very good. And buy some gummy bears. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I think this discussion of motivation kind of segues nicely into the goal setting in the sense that, you know, having goals and goals set for yourself will also or should create motivation to, you know, fuel the fire for like what you're doing right now has a purpose and is going to get you from point A to point B right. with point B being your, your main goals. So, um, so you created a goal spreadsheet or worksheet. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. I think episode um, 16 is kind of a, one of our early ones. Okay. Um, we went over goal setting and it was roughly this time of year last year, I believe. And so I, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. You can go back to episode 16 and listen to that, but I figured I'd run through it real quickly for maybe our new listeners or someone who doesn't remember episode 16. 
because I'm sure everyone has them like categorized and memorized and everything, right? Yeah, they, totally. They're that into it. So I'll blow through just how we go through the process. And this is fresh in our minds because we just went through this with our WeDevo um, junior program um, quite extensively. And, and we help them go through this worksheet um, and they send it back to us and we send it back to them with feedback and then they send it back to us. So it's quite extensive. And then with our adult base builder program, we, we're not quite as extensive with them. It's more like, hey, if you want to do this, here's how to do it. Um, and uh, that's kind of the angle we'll go at it here on the podcast is like, here's how we do it. If you want to do it this way, awesome. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, and then we'll use ourselves as examples and kind of run through like just our own goals for the coming season. Um, but so in general, I mean, there's two, two types of goals, short-term and long-term. Everyone's pretty familiar with that. Um, I like to start with the long-term goals. And on the page one of this worksheet, and this worksheet, by the way, I'll put a link um, in our show notes that'll take you to a blog post I did a couple years ago with this exact worksheet and more written examples. But you can download the worksheet and actually print it out yourself if you want and use the worksheet um, yourself. So look for that link in the show notes. But we start with uh, long-term goals. And a long-term goal, put simply, is you know a goal as early as like this year's main objective goals and then it can go out to many years in the future um thinking of like junior racers or elite level racers targeting things like the olympics and things like they'll have like a four-year goal cycle um training for olympics or or like a serious junior getting through like the junior ranks and then the u23 ranks and into the elites you know it's like a four-year cycle um, and then even thinking, you know, beyond that, five or more years. Um, and then I also like to have people think about a dream goal um, that can be anything and everything. I mean, th- this is the time when you're writing these long-term goals down, thinking about them and writing them down, uh, to not filter yourself. Yeah, and don't censor yourself and judge yourself as you're writing them down. Exactly, because some of these goals may or may not feel sort of silly, right? Like I told the juniors the other night on our, on our Zoom call, I was like, hey, if what pops into your head is like, I want to race in the Olympics. Like to some people, you tell them that and it's sort of like, okay, kid, whatever, right? Or maybe you feel sort of silly like thinking that, but who knows, right? You're 16, 17 years old. Who's to say you can't get to the Olympics, right? I mean, sure, it's not an easy path. But That was a funny conversation on the adult call later. You know, like, can any of us still go to the Olympics? Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you're 40 years old and, you know, have a full-time job and a family, the Olympics, sure, if you want to put that as your dream goal, well, definitely do it. But. Maybe that just means you're going to the Olympics to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that would be an amazing goal, honestly. I would, yeah, I've never been. I would been. love to do that. Um, so, yeah, so these long-term goals are, are usually a little bit more um, objective, I guess. Is that, is that the Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so you, it's like maybe a, a result or a time in an event, um, like Leadville 100, I want to go under nine hours to get the, the big belt buckle, right? Like that's a very common and popular and, and worthy goal. Um, or maybe it's uh, I want to finish on the podium at Masters, Nationals, you know, Criterium or road race or mountain bike race or whatever. Or I want to do that three-day stage race in California 
or yes, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, so it can be a participation goal. I mean, it's all based on each individual's level of interest, interest, and, and capabilities, yeah. and and where you're at within the sport. Um, so I like to have our athletes write down, you know, about three goals. You know, one for or three goals for their current season. Um, three goals or so for like the next two to four years, you know, thinking kind of a little bit longer term and then perhaps three goals that five years and out. Um, and it gets in all honesty, it does get kind of tricky to think about like five years from now. That's a long time, but, um, you know, it can be, these don't have to be, these are not set in stone and to don't filter yourself and maybe you'll learn something about yourself of what, where your interest really and Wouldn't is. you think that adults might be writing down more types of long-term goals than just like event goals? It could be like, um, I want to buy an RV and work out of my RV and travel around. For sure, yeah. And that would then allow you to ride your bike more. And, right, and, but I mean, that's that's a more of an adult-focused goal than right. like a 17-year-old goal. Right, right. Um, I think that is fair to say okay. for sure, yeah. Um, so it's just some things to think about and we'll give examples of our own. So our adult listeners can see what us adults, um, are writing. Cause it's interesting. I've been doing something very similar to this basically since I was about 17 years old. My mom was very much into goal setting, which I think, thank her for. And then my coach, um, through the early years of my cycling was similar. Um, but it's interesting seeing now that I'm, 42 like how the goal setting thoughts have changed because mm-hmm. in the beginning it was all very like performance oriented and like okay now I want to be state champion and then the next year I want to you know go to nationals and get on the podium and then the next year I want to you know maybe be a, a low level elite racer and then you know I want to be in the Olympics in eight years or whatever right and it was very yeah. like like progressive and and Mm -hmm. all going in the same direction but now as a 42 year old it's like you know five years from now shoot i I could be anywhere you know i (laughs) i I have no idea like it's i'm gonna be riding my bike still and i guess we'll get into that yeah we'll get that in a second but we we realize that kind of shifts more to like i want to be healthy i want to be strong right and be fit you know kind of more healthful goals instead of competitive goals right that's a great perspective there for sure yeah because the the competitive goals maybe become less important or less critical to us as you know middle-aged adults and it's more about the process of like basically not losing fitness and becoming a better person that then might lead into the results so getting sort of sidetracked um but the so that's the kind of the long term goals um and then the second page of the worksheet we go through with our athletes is um discussing short term goals so these are goals for the upcoming as long as the upcoming season but as short as perhaps the upcoming couple of months really um and i break it down in the um in the worksheet to like a base builder training phase goal and then a race preparation or like racing season goal. Another way you can do it, and this is the way I did it this year actually for myself was here's like the first half of my season, basically, you know, going from January to May 1st, let's say it was like the first half of my season. And then going from May to um, September is the second half of my season. So I thought about it as like two seasons 
in one? Um, and what are my goals, short-term goals for each of those halves of the season? Um, and so these ones, so first, I think it's helpful to start out with some obje- objective goals. And whether it's race results or, um, you know, in the training phase of the year, maybe it's like some certain data points you want to hit, like power numbers, that's a common one. Um, or a time up a local Strava segment, um, again, kind of a performance-related goal. And then in-season, it's often more a race goal or a race time, a race result or race time um, setting, or like you said earlier, to just get to a new style of event or, uh, you know, maybe you haven't done a gravel race before, so your goal is to do hmm. Also a another one, race, um or- on our adult call on Monday night, Quentin mm-hmm. said his goal was to get, um, was it 200,000 feet of climbing for the year? Oh, yeah. He had kind of a stat or data That's a goal. super cool goal. Yeah, yeah. Like if you live in a place where you can climb mountains, then yeah, may, maybe make an elevation yeah. gain goal for the year. Yeah, those are great. Like uh, hours of riding or feet climbed or, you know, miles ridden or something like that are also very great um, goals, kind of objective goals that one can set for themselves. And then you take it a step further, and it's all fine and great to have these goals written out. Um, but then you need to think about, like, okay, now how do I, like, achieve these goals? Or what do I need to do to work towards these goals, right? So then it's about writing down some actions that will get you from that point A to point B and help you get to those goals. And that's where you get more of the subjective or personal goals, Um of improving your life and, you know, maybe training objectives, um, along the way or, you know, the steps. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes, it makes sense to me, but, uh, hopefully to people listening, I, I think once we go through them, the process ourselves, it, it will also yeah. become more clear. Yeah. And one last thing before we do that, it's like goals and there's all kinds of books and things written on goal setting and everything. And I, I'm not going to get too cliche on any of that stuff, but it's, you know, goals should be, things that are challenging for you, like you think about it and they should be like, okay, that's going to be tough, but not impossible. You know, you don't want to set yourself up like, you know, if, if, if you finished, you know, if you're a Cat 3 road racer and your goal is to get to Cat 1 in one season, that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe to get to Cat 2 or something like that. Is mm-hmm. something that's more possible to happen, you know. So don't set things so far out there. I mean, most adults don't do that. It's usually the younger people that um, tend <laughs> right. to shoot a little too far ahead of themselves. Hence the back and forth process we do with them. But um, you know, so you want them to be challenging. You also don't want them to be so easy where it's like, well, I want to, you know, come into the local, you know, newbie race and to win that would be the goal. Like maybe you could just do that without much effort. Right, possibly, right. you know, I, I don't know, I'm struggling to come up with an example. So, but you want them to be appropriately challenging. Right. So it gives you something to work for, keeps your motivation up, right? Like we talked about earlier to get on the trainer or get outside and get the riding in so you can be better and, and make it a challenging goal, but you don't want it so hard. So, um, and you also just have to, you know, I'm a big fan of like set the bar pretty high and, you know, if you can get really close, that's maybe as much of a, or pretty darn close to a, a win or me. But hopefully you'll find goal. some beauty in the process. Right. You know, just, yeah. just even last year we couldn't race, but 
Wow. Like it was a great year for riding your bike if you could get outside. I mean, I, I feel like the the summer still had its um, amazingness because we got to ride our bikes a lot. Right. And that that was the process. It didn't matter that there was no race to show off in. Right. I mean, do our egos really need to be stroked that much? I mean, that's a whole philosophical discussion, but right, right. isn't the process more important? Yeah, I would agree. This last summer, despite COVID, or maybe because of COVID, it was actually a great summer of training and fitness. And like you said, we didn't have races to flex our muscles and show how great we got, but we know we got as good as maybe we've ever been just Mm -hmm. based on our performance metrics and whatnot. And, um, I don't know where we're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) All right. Should we jump into your interview of me? Yeah. So yeah, let's go through the goal setting process. So if any of our listeners want to give it a go themselves, here's kind of like, uh, how we go about it with with yours. So, so we first start with the long-term goals. Um, Olympics. (laughs) <laughs> right that's triple pierce my ears that's your dream goal um okay okay so <laughs> well i kept in every category i wrote down i just kept coming back to um the the tenet that i want to keep my body healthy balanced strong and and, and durable and avoid injuries and illness I mean, honestly, that's the one that I wrote down for every single category. Yeah, like the the steps to achieve the goals, for sure. Right? No, well, just to be strong and balanced. Right. Right. Okay. So your goal for this year, for 2021, assuming there's races, what would be... Oh, but then like a, a real serious cycling goal, sorry. Yeah, I struggled with this, clearly. Um, if we got to race, my goals cycling specific would be to win cross country nationals and marathon nationals in my age group, the old 80 category. Okay. The 45 to 49 to 49. Nice. What about short track nationals? Maybe. Sure. Why not? Right. Okay. I'm writing it down. Goals. Okay. I'm writing it down. You win all three short 45 to 49 year old champ female national champion exclamation point in one season that would be amazing (laughs) yeah i don't know why i'm so intimidated by the short track because i i ran the 800 and the 400 in high school so i like that but you also have to like go hard from the start so that one's a little intimidating but i'm gonna write it down it's down i mean i'm the last person you would think would win a short track race and okay that's good if you could do it then i can do it (laughs) in 2019 (laughs) uh, okay yeah so that's my long-term goals Okay, so that's your long-term for this season, your short long-term goal. Okay. Um, then thinking ahead to two to four years out. Yeah, I struggled longer. with that one a little bit. I put down Leadville question mark. Um, I, honestly, I just would want to race cross-country nationals and marathon again and win. Yeah, why not? And then we have toyed with the idea of maybe going to the 2023 Masters World Championships, because wasn't that in Scotland or Belgium? Yeah, I, I or? believe 2023, yeah, it's going to be the first time ever, I believe, UCI will bring almost every cycling discipline's world championship together like in one venue. I think it's like a two-week-long ordeal. 
but minus like cyclocross and maybe track. But I, th- I think it's including things like BMX and like road world championships, okay. mountain bike world championships, masters and juniors, you know, elites, like everything under one giant like two week long thing. And I believe it's in Scotland. Right. Uh, the problem is I'm going to be 49. So I'm going to be on the old uh, side the of old my end. age group. Right, right. Um, which that number does not make sense to me. But <laughs> but I'll go for it. Sure. That could be a fun what experience. What the heck? Else. Yeah. And hopefully some of our juniors or then U23 racers will maybe even get to Well, I think it could be a fun event. event for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's two to four years from now. And then thinking very long term, like five years and beyond. I, like I really struggled with that one yeah I w- the first things that were coming to mind for me thinking five ter- five years and, and longer were like helping our daughter get to the olympics and watching our team grow our junior development team grow yeah and because i'm such a selfless person it shifted to everyone else no <laughs> <laughs> it, it just was i mean i just think i want to keep racing but but who knows who knows me maybe, maybe i won't i i i I definitely want to stay like fit and strong enough on the bike that Sophia, our daughter, still wants to ride with me once in a while. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be like old and slow. Right. Well, plus so, we got to run our junior team, so. Right. I got to be able to keep up with the kids. Yeah, at least on the recovery days or something. So. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like I said before, five years out is a is a long ways, and you know, if your goal is just to be fit and strong and still riding, I mean, that is a a goal and you know if you do this goal process every year what you're saying for five years from now in five years will be the new what's your goal this year and then you'll kind of that's know true too, so um and then any what what would be your big like stretch or dream goal oh my god you keep pushing i i I have no idea. Well, maybe to win the world championships. Okay, fine if i can't do the olympics then it's to There's win a senior olympics i think i don't know if it's still around Pickleball championships. <laughs> pickleball. Yeah, gotta um, get pickleball in there. Well, I had to say it now. Darren has to take a shot. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I, I'm struggling there. Maybe you can just decide for me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else should decide your goals. That's so dumb. <laughs> let me let me get back to you on that. Yeah, one. think about okay. it as we go through the rest of the process. Again, don't filter yourself, right? Uh, you're right. I'm, I'm sensing not... a filter. So true, and I have very little filter normally, so what's my problem? I don't know. Well, you just won't let me say Olympics. That's the whole problem. Yeah, put down the Olympics. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> okay, what's next? All right, we'll move on to short-term goals. So these are the ones that are maybe, a, like, quote-unquote more important or more helpful, useful for okay. motivation, right? That's what I want to talk about. Okay, so um, short-term goals. You want, are, Did you divide yours into... Two like hat season halves, or were you thinking like a base builder and like racing goal? How did you set yours up? Mm, yes, um, my sh- my first my base builder my first half of the season goal short term cycling goal is to increase my aerobic power. Okay. Um, I want to bump it up into the hundred and eighty watt range. Okay. In September, when I did the twenty minute test. Um, it for the first time crested the 180 hill and got mm. I had 181 watts for the 20 minutes. Okay. So I would like to in the first half of the year get it back up into 180. I'd be thrilled if it were like 185. 
Okay. So okay. at or even slightly above mm-hmm. where you've worked, where you finished a pretty good peak last end of summer. Yes. And then, um, and can I, I interrupt real yes, quick? Sir. So our listeners that don't know exactly what you're talking about, our aerobic test. So we, ha- we do a 20 minute test and this is not your traditional FTP, like time trial test. This is 20 minutes with a heart rate restriction of 80% of your max. Um, or a heart rate target, I should say. You need to be like basically plus or minus a beat or two of 80% of your max for 20 minutes to see what your quote-unquote aerobic threshold power is. So this is a great determinant of where your aerobic fitness or your endurance fitness is to produce power. So you hit a kind of a – is that an all-time high last Mm -hmm. September? Yeah, 181. So your goal then by spring is to be at or possibly even slightly above that. Right. Okay. Um, I didn't really have a specific power goal for like those shorter mm-hmm. tests, but I would be really happy if I were just like in the same range I have been. I mean, okay. at age four, I think I'm 46. I'm really losing track, but uh, I'm not really expecting to get like much faster, okay. but I'd love to kind of maintain where I was for the sure. four minute and one minute test. But it's the aerobic power that's of more interest to me right now. Right, right. Um, and then I just said about, you know, keeping like, injury free. I just never want that IT band thing to come back. So it's like, I have to, I just really feel so fervent about that. I mm-hmm. want to be healthy. Um, and then I want to improve my mountain bike technical skills. Mm. Um, but that's like kind of a whole nother topic. Is it? I mean, that's so subjective. I'm not really sure that's measurable. It is. Subje- well, I mean, yes and no. So going back, well, let's stick with that one. So with the improve your mountain bike skills. So you have a couple goals here. You have a power metric goal and improve your mount, mountain bike skills. So now you want to think about like how do you go about that? So thinking of the improve your mountain bike skills, what were your thoughts are, or we can yeah. discuss together, like how would you go about improving your mountain bike skills? Like what do you have in mind? Well, what I have in mind is not necessarily working with a coach this time. I have done clinics in the past. And, and I, that's one way to do it. I yeah. think that's a really great thing to do. I, I, and I can't speak highly enough of Lee McCormick. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I, yeah, love love working with him. But the, I, I because we are going to be in Arizona more over the winter and I'm riding more trails, I think just more time in the trails is going to be huge for me yeah. and the more I can ride with people who are better than I am like well you it's a little hard to keep up but when I can ride with Sophia if I'm on her wheel it's like oh it's like so great right. I can I mean I, I feel like riding with her the last two years has been the reason I have gotten better okay anyway perfect I think you nailed it so your goal your short-term goal in the quote-unquote off-season or base season improve your mountain bike skills how are you going to do that you said, first off, you're going to ride your mountain bike more in the base season. So mm-hmm. we have that ability. Like at home in Denver, we have limited ability to do that. Here in Arizona, where you'll spend a lot of time this winter, um, you'll have more opportunities to ride your mountain bike on trails. So you will get better. And then second, riding with people that are, quote unquote, faster than you or have better skill than you. So whether it's me or Sophia or anyone else on our team, just riding with better skilled riders will make you a better skilled rider yourself. So that's perfect. Yeah, and a real positive thing that <clears throat> happened last week, um, I'll just share, is that I rode with Sophia and Ruth and Maggie Holcomb from Durango. Uh, we were over at my favorite competitive competitive loop trails at McDowell State Park. Very good riders, by the way. Uh, Ruth Holcomb yeah. was on the 
world's team this last year for junior female, and Maggie's not far behind her. So and Sophia's, and Sophia's really, really, good. really great too. So I was a bit intimidated to ride with them, but we just had the best day riding, and I didn't lead that often because I'm not as good as they are on the twisty trails of of Scottsdale. But at one point, I don't know how this happened, but I was in the front and I just had to like focus. And I actually yeah. ride better when I'm focused anyway. And I was like really proud of myself. I was kind of whipping around and, you know, I, I led for maybe five minutes and then we, we split up a little bit because I was going to take some pictures of them. And Sophia told me later, like, mom, that was the first time I've had to work hard to keep up with you there you go and she's like you know sometimes or most of the time i just have to like coast behind you i'm like yeah kid i know (laughs) and she's like i had to work to keep up with you and well it made my day it made my week it made my year i came home from the ride and that was the first thing i told you i was so excited so anyway we're riding with her has made me a better writer i I just wanted to keep improving perfect so those are two really good short-term goals with actions identified of what you're going to do okay. to achieve those. So did you get as far as to make any for like the like racing? Well, I didn't season? write them down because I forgot. But okay. I will just say off the top of my head yeah. that I actually haven't raced much in two years because of COVID and then my injury the year before. So right. it would be to like get my race savvy back. Yeah, that's in, yeah, yeah, you're so like two years. I'm out, kind of basically. rusty and yeah. kind of nervous about it. So just to get some races under my belts and like be brave with like aggressive starts and work on fueling and things like that. Right, right. Okay. And then other ways to, because one of your other goals you mentioned was to be healthy and avoid injury. Mm-hmm. Like do you have like steps or actions you're going to take? Yeah, the number one, actually there's two huge ones, but they are related. It's to improve my quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. And the WHOOP strap is helping um, kind of clarify and point me in the right direction. Yeah. Um, specifically, I just am a disruptive sleeper. I, I toss and turn and get up often. Mm-hmm. Like it tracks that. So you typically have like three or four disruptive moments in the night and I have like 11 to 17 right that's hilarious (laughs) so I would love to see that decrease and I think that means I would get more yeah like better quality of sleep and related to that would be like minimal to no alcohol because that definitely is a a sleep disruptor and, and it just is frankly a difficult thing for me like I I just have a hard time like not having that in my life and I know it's not the best for me so um, just kind of getting healthy in that sense too. Um, yeah. And then I put some other things down the sheet just about like trying to be less to anno- less annoyed so often. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cause that's what I hear the girls tell me all the time. Like you're always annoyed mom. Um, <laughs> maybe it's them. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's them or maybe I'm just a jerk, <laughs> but, um, just trying to maybe let things slide off my back a little bit and make, also not get so worked up about the news and things like that. Yeah. And, and in other words, just being less stressed. Stressed, right. It comes back to the stress. Keep your stress levels down. Everything else improves. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like one more personal goal that just more ties into like the whole quality of my life would just to be um, the kind of person I want to be, that I want to keep observing, keep listening, and keep learning. And that would be like through like quality friendships and interesting people quality friendships with interesting people, reading good books, listening to quality and helpful podcasts. And last but not least is 
giving myself time to think. And the number one place I can do that is while I'm riding my bike. And that's why I don't like to have hot, like earphones in, nice. in my ears while I'm riding my bike because I just get to think. Yeah, for sure. Big fan of that. Good. That was a lot about Kathy. Yeah, but, no, that, um, that was good. But hopefully it was a good demonstration of, for our listeners of like the thought process of working through things. Um, I won't spend as much time on mine, uh, but I'll just run through mine a little bit. Yeah. Can you interview yourself and interview I'll Interview myself. In? Yeah, I'll just kind of run through it. Um, I mean, having gone through it over the last day or two um, myself, it was like seemingly so like straightforward and almost like too robotic but we'll we'll see what it sounds like so <laughs> long-term mr. Robot goal man. mr robot long-term goal um for this year for 2021 i so in 2020 with covid i've talked about it before on the podcast like i had this amazing summer and got super fit like i would say almost as fit as i've ever been in terms of like power numbers and whatnot so like really figured out a way for me personally to to peak so i really want to try to replicate that as best i can this time twice for 2021, hopefully. Okay. With the assumption that we will um, race by April, I'm hoping, um, end of April. So Whiskey 50, the Epic Rides Off-Road, uh, Whiskey Off-Road, Whiskey 50, uh, Marathon Mountain Bike Race is sort of my first mm. se- first half of the season peak race. <clears throat> Pardon me. And before that, there will hopefully be some cross-country races in Arkansas that we're going to go to with the junior team. Um, that There's adult races, master's races there as well, um, pre- preceding that. So that would be a good little like, tune-up. And then the Soldier Hollow cross-country race, and if there's a stage race, doing that. So it's a nice little block of racing in middle April to very early May. So that's kind of like the first peak. So <clears throat> I want to replicate what we did in uh, June and July last summer but move it, stretch it out a little bit so it's a little more building a base, but doing those, um, that build for the months of winter, essentially. Okay. So January, February would be like my June, and then um, March April, March into April would be like my July. So um, building into like trying to replicate that peak one year or less than a year, I suppose, half a year older. Um so that's that's one goal. Then then I've got this kind of like smattering of like quote unquote a races that like as a coach I look at on paper and it's like this is not what I in- like instruct my athletes to do, which is like pick one a race or maybe two spread apart. So I've got three a races: one in July, one in August, one in September. So that <laughs> <laughs> we may have to have a talk. Yeah. So I might have to narrow these things down, or you know, make one a B or something. Still kind of figuring out how I want to do that. Um, but basically, so July, there's mountain bike nationals in Winter Park again, assuming things happen, which I have a good feeling by July that could happen. Um, so I'd really like to win the 40 plus, 40 to 44 masters cross country. Um, and who knows, maybe defend short track, but cross country is what I really want in July. And then about a month later is Leadville, and I'm already in that from last year. Mm, right. And that's always, like, if you're going to do Leadville, it has to kind of be an A-race, basically. Does. Yeah, because um, just you have to prepare for it properly or it's disrespecting the race. So, um, so that one's really important. And then it's like hanging on in September, there's Marathon <laughs> Mountain Bike Nationals. So it's sort of like Shoot, one how race. Would you not have one yeah, of those they're about a month A's. apart. Um, I think you're just going to be triple A. 
AAA. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting training strategy. I mean, so basically the the goal training from a training perspective is like I'm going to peak in April and then like May and June is I'm going to basically repeat another round of this base building kind of concept, like basically what I did last June and July again. Hopefully get to the same or maybe a little higher level of fitness and then it's just going to be like maintaining sort of a race fitness of sorts for these right. three different okay and what's interesting is it's like a short 90 minute race and then a seven hour race and then a four hour race so it's like spans <laughs> the the, the duration so as a coach i'm looking at this like this is not yeah who's this idiot but, that sent me this email <laughs> but at the same time it's like i've been doing this on a competitive level for 25 years i've got it like in the bank maybe yeah. i'm bank i'm banking on my bank of resources of being able to try something like this so we'll see it could i mean the risk is you don't put all your eggs in any one basket and maybe nothing hatches or you know maybe they all hatch and you have well why don't we just keep talking about the strategy and the plan and also see how things unfold right um so yeah so hopefully you know i'm going to make up for the loss of 2020 and make 2021 overly uh packed filled of stuff so (laughs) Um, and then, and then two to four years. Yeah, goal? two to four years out. Um, I mean, that world championship in uh, was it Ireland, Scotland, Scotland. in twenty twenty three. I mean, why not? That's, just to go and participate would be amazing. Um, I really would have no at this point no goals of like a result. It would be just like kind of taking part in it. I think. Yeah, okay. I think that would be really cool, like a Masters World Championship. And if I could like get on the podium or something like that, it would be super, super amazing. Um, and I think I actually, if I do the math correctly, my race age would be 45. So I think I would be the young end of the new category, which damn in theory gives you a good step. So yeah. step up. So maybe it'll all come together. Um, five years out, I mean, at this point, similar to you, it's like at that point, I want to be able to just maintain my quote unquote fitness and strength from year to year. Mm -hmm. And if I can like come very close each year, if not exactly like levels of strength and fitness for the next, you know, five years from now, that would be a huge win. Like if I was in my late forties and, and still whooping some of the kids, still doing pretty good. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's my goal to basically be like Ned Overend, right. Where you are 60 years old and can still, you know, you're yeah, not maybe winning badass. and beating like the best guys, but you're crushing the dreams of like <laughs> the Many better than people. average guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that would be the main goals, like maintain health and fitness um, and not avoid aging and deterioration that, as long as I can. And then I guess a dream goal. So I've had this long upstanding dream goal that I think is, in fact, I know it's very achievable, has to be a good day. But Leadville, um, a top 10 and or a sub seven hour finish. Usually when those ha- like one or the other happens, the other one happens with it. If you look oh, at the, the yeah. race results. But, so, I thought when you said dream goal, it was like even past the five years. But that could be a now dream goal. Yeah, yeah. It's like the big, oh, Okay. like I would be so happy if this happened. Because I've tried a few times. 701 was the best. 13th place was the best at Leadville. Okay. 
so I've come extremely close. So it just depends who shows up and what the conditions basically are. And I get my fitness level up. I I do think it's very, very achievable. I think you can do it too. And, it just and now has to come this together. even clarified what dream goal was. I, I, I think we, we should probably put dream goal as me being the triple champion. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that that's a perfect dream okay. goal actually. Yeah. All right. Well, I fully support <clears throat> your dream goal. That's a good one. And then one. my other like much bigger shot, like less likely to happen, but not completely out the window is a master's world championship. Ooh. If not the one in Ireland or Scotland, Scotland. <laughs> sorry, my apologies. Not the same. Um, you know, anyone in the future. Maybe I have to wait till I'm 80 to be able to pull it <laughs> yeah. off. But, um, like, but that would be cool. Have our the friend rainbow, Bruce Wacker. The rainbow bands um, would be pretty sweet. So those are my two dream goals. One I think is very achievable, and I plan to do it this year. Um, and then one's maybe a long, long range dream goal. Okay, so. well, with that emphasis and your fist in the air, yes. then that for sure has to be one of your A races. We can't take that off the list. The World Championship? No. Oh, Leadville. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely an A race. Um, and then moving to the short term. Um, so for this first half of the season, actually, it's very similar to you. I, would, I hit an all-time high aerobic threshold test last summer, that 20-minute test at 80% of max heart rate, uh, being 290 watts, I think it was. I would love to get to that at the for this first peak of the year and then maybe a tad over that. For this, my God, we're twinsies. One. I know. Except and then, for yours is more than 100 watts more. <laughs> and then I looked at my numbers. I would love to kind of be in the same park ballpark of the four-minute power. So this was a four-minute max, like max aerobic power of 450 last summer. I'd love to hit that again. I think it's doable. Um, especially with the good winter training we're getting here in Arizona. And then a one-minute max power was like 6.03 or 4 Right, or it was the so first time you had... Gotten over 6. Yeah. yeah. So if I can get to 6 or above, um, it, by the spring would be amazing. And all at 144 pounds. So, um, so I did that last summer, and I'd love to get there again by spring because okay. um, that would set me up. For a That's good a, season, those are good goals. Yeah, and so to make that happen, it's just so. This is the robotic part. It's like I just got to follow my plan, <laughs> my training plan. I figured out kind of what worked at least last summer, so I'm trying to replicate it um, as best that I can. And um, you know, I've already done you know the the fall fun miles we did a couple months ago. You know, I did my fall late fall heavy lifting block. I got my strength in the squat back up to its previous best of 180 pounds got my deadlift back to 200 pounds so i'm i'm like right in line with like pretty darn close or right in line with my best evers on weightlifting that was back right before christmas um and then now we're into the winter training you know the aerobic strength intervals and the aerobic threshold blocks coming up for us soon and then the high intensity so i just kind of want to just essentially try to replicate and see if well it it is okay i hear what you're saying about being afraid you're you're sounding robotic, but it, it's not. It's a plan. Mm-hmm. And what what I'm seeing is that you'll be able to follow the plan if you just stay healthy. Right. That's what it all comes down to. You're right? exactly right. Yeah. Get good sleep. Eat well. And you keep stress. You low. naturally do that pretty well. I don't think you struggle as much as some of us do. Yeah. Um, so if you stay healthy, like you tend to do, and you make really good choices with your food and your sleep and stress um reduction then i don't see why you can't follow that yeah nail that plan and then the second half of the season it's just a matter of 
I think I said this earlier, revisit that base again. Might do a little heavy lifting like in spring after that first peak. I haven't completely decided. I'd love to maybe touch on that a little bit, but not totally sure. But definitely go through that aerobic threshold block again because mm-hmm. I think that's the real big fitness booster there. Um, and that would be like May into early June time frame. And then get into like the specific training you know, I'll probably train through mountain bike nationals with Leadville as the peak, the true peak. And then um, I think I'll have plenty of fitness to do well at mountain bike nationals, masters. Um, I don't have to be like peaked per se. And I the can cross be country. Cross country. Yeah, yeah okay. be very competitive. And then after Leadville, it's a matter of like recovering and staying one motivated and also like fresh enough for marathon masters national mountain bike that's like a month later so um and that'll all come down to again eating well sleeping well being healthy all that sort of thing so um cool i mean for for me like going through this just gets me like so excited i think my energy level from an hour ago when we started the podcast is probably elevated yeah you're you're sort of beaming (laughs) i know i love talking about so cute training and preparing and it's like the process and all of that sort of thing so that's the overall intention of writing down goals right and going through this thought process and the time to do this we'll wrap up the show here but the time to do this in my opinion is while you're out riding even if you're on the trainer but ideally outside and disconnect the headphones you know disconnect from everything Enjoy a nice ride and really just start thinking. I'll even talk to myself out loud. Oh, God. I'm sure I've, You've become your dad. I'm sure people, well, just while I'm riding my bike oh, and I'm okay. by myself, like I'm climbing sure. up some climb and there's no one around. And you're like talking it out, right? So. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, really? I do. Maybe I'm weird. But, you know, talk it out internally yeah, or no, externally. Yeah, no, but it's good. I mean, the, the, the point is outside is the best place to think. Yeah. And, and, Really just run through that. And then when you get home, maybe write it down, yeah. think about it some more, you know, use a pencil, you can erase, you can, things, it can change, you know, the plan, it's not like what you write down right now or then, you know, this week that is set in stone all year, you know, you can change it. Um, but just get something down that hopefully gets you like excited and that'll bring motivation up big time, probably bigger even than gummy bears, I'm guessing, but yeah, but that maybe is not, it depends on the person. <laughs> No, this is good. I, it actually helped me a lot to write it down. I'm, I'll save this piece of paper, even though it's, I might rewrite it. It's a little bit messy. That might, that might feel better if it's prettier. Yeah. Um, and I actually do want to add a few things that we just talked about. So, yeah, I'm going to keep this. This yeah. is going to be good. And then I'll leave our listeners with one last little piece. And this is like the real hook. In the, what is it? The ballsy maneuver. And we've both just accomplished it, which what? is when you have your goals figured out or mostly figured out, being able to share them oh. with others because that's a bold, bold move, right? Okay. And it is going to elevate that level of accountability, right? Um, but don't let it have you filter your thoughts either. So, but share them with people you're, you can confide in, your, your spouse, your significant other, your, you know, maybe a training partner or a good friend at work or something like that that you can share this stuff with because it's just going to kind of hold you that much more accountable. And then actually the last piece to the last piece is once you've got it all dialed in and perfectly written how you like, make a couple copies and hang them up like on your bathroom mirror, 
or put one by your desk at work or maybe by your trainer where you do your trainer workouts. So you're seeing this paper, this list of goals, like, you know, a few times a week or even every day, ideally, to remind you. Yeah, that's good stuff. Of the the, ob- the objective of, of the whole year and why you're doing this stuff. So, um, yeah. I love it. I think that's a good way to, to finish things off. All right. I hope people found this interesting. Um I enjoy talking about it with you. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love talking about themselves? I right? know. that I'm a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> I talked a lot about myself. No, um, it's good. Hopefully people took something away from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah. And if your goal is to get your ears triple pierced, please send me a message. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, what is, how should we leave it? I think that's it. If you like what you listen to, sh- please share our podcast with any friends, training partners, whatever, family. Um, and give us a rating um, on your podcast provider, if it's iTunes or whatever. Five stars is always appreciated. If you don't think we deserve five stars, let us know how we can get better. Um, and then if you want to go the extra mile, you leave a little review, hopefully positive, that um, all those sorts of things give us higher ranking in the search engines when people are searching for cycling-related material. So. Um, it'll help us expand our reach and um, keep the fire burning for us to keep blabbing on. So ratings right. and reviews are great. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. And take good care of yourself. Absolutely. <laughs>